back to part two of episode four of who is the best emperor, the emperor or the emperor. This is kind of a, um, was it Catching Fire or the Harry Potter films or that dreadful vampire series <laughs> where they split the last uh, part of it into two in order to get more money. So hopefully YouTube and um, Games Workshop will take that and uh, send me some cash. Probably not. But Gavin is still here, still raring to go to rate the uh, the second emperor, Carl Franz. Welcome back, Gavin. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. I'm glad you came back after part one. Well, after a stunning success, what could you say? It was a triumph. Um, well, well, you know, you don't get legends like you on this channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, why? Why did I agree to this? I don't know. <laughs> I, I turned down. Well, Duncan Rhodes was knocking at my door. Jervis Johnson was emailing me every day, but I said no. We'll get Gavin back to do part two. And uh, you know what? As the only, uh, the first returning guest, returning I, guest, ah, a, a great honour. Mm. So I'm told, anyway. But uh, to to sort of go completely against what we've just said there, we did, we, I made a huge mistake <laughs> in the last episode um, in the scoring system where we were scoring the God Emperor of Mankind out of a possible fifty points, but of course anyone with any level of mathematical ability would realise that he could only score a maximum of 40 points because if he, did, if he didn't drop a point in the errors, he would still get no points. So the revised scores, <laughs> uh, he actually gets 52.5% from Gavin. So he's, he's crossed the halfway line. Hmm. Barely credible. Goes up, goes up to a massive 27.5% for me. So 21 out of 40 for you and 11 out of 40 for me. So he's crept up a bit. Yeah. But it just shows just how powerful he is. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's he's influenced the scores from the warp. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I hold my hands up to that. I didn't I, I was listening to the uh the recording um after it had gone up. Thought, oh no, there's a glaring error in the scoring system here. <laughs> but never mind. Right. it's better to admit it than to cover it up. I think um, that definitely doesn't sound like the emperor. <laughs> no, no, he would he would use his psychic powers to cover it up, but I don't have them, so I'll admit it. There we are. Apparently, uh, we were wrong on the golden throne as well. That has been oh. fixed by the dark Eldar. I wasn't aware of that. Oh, I don't think it reflects very well upon the emperor at all. I don't think he'd approve. <laughs> no, maybe, maybe he would. He's it's in his own interest, he could probably justify anything. But maybe it's a bad thing. What is it? Placing things in the, the law for the future, like landmines for someone else to tread on. Yeah. What happens if the, the true and the true path that the Emperor chose was for the Golden Throne to fail mm. and for him to be released and the Dark Elder are messing with that? Maybe. Maybe you should write the law for 40,000. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah, that would that would be nice. Another note: the um, enclave we were talking about last time. I think they're called the Interrex. But uh, oh yes, yeah. But that was it. Um, it's not bad. No, that's. I think there's probably other areas in there, but whatever. We're not. We can't address them all. We're not perfect. 
Um, Intentional. No, yeah. It's like spot the ball competition, spot the mistake. Um, There's no need to do another intro because we've done it. But Mm. um, I have received a letter, um, which is surprising since I never published any addresses to send a letter. But (laughs) here we go. I thought I'd read this a bit of fan mail. Um, Dear Splitfire, your last episode was really good. Best guest ever. I drew a picture of me and Gavin together. Can you please give it to him? Also, can I have a signed poster of Gavin and ask him if he would come round to my house for tea? Yours, the... Wow. Don't know know what to make of that. A mystery persona. Mm. What could V stand for? Uh, Well, if we... If we look back to the, the, the film V for Vendetta, there are many words that V could stand for. That's true. It's half the script. It was yeah. yeah. Uh, so it could be any of those, really. Yeah. I have my suspicions. Um, I will try to... Do you do signed posters? I'm sure I could do a signed poster. Uh, I assume an X is acceptable. Yeah. There's a lot of X's on the bottom of this letter, but... <laughs> I'll just copy one of those. Yeah. Well, uh, anonymous viewer, um, I will try my best for that. Anyway, on to the... (laughs) Is it right to do in-jokes on a a public podcast? Um, Yeah, and then you just have to make sure you bring the public in on the in-joke. Uh, I'll, I'm going to keep it a mystery until uh, the end of the series, and then I'll reveal. Oh, big cliffhanger! Yeah, might might get whoever this is aimed at back on. But there's a hint. Um, <laughs> well, you've already narrowed it down to a couple of people. <laughs> now, could now, it be? <laughs> could it be the guest whose name starts with a J or an I or the other one? <laughs> could be anything, really. Could could be. Yeah. Anyway, enough of this joviality. We're here to talk about serious things. Of course. Um, I got went well down the rabbit hole with um, Carl Franz. Um, I've made (laughs) one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight pages of notes on him. What? Yeah. (laughs) Um, I wasn't aware there was that much written about him. There, there is quite a lot. Not I've read through the his army book. Um, yeah, and there's not that much on him. But if you if you go down the wikis and all that, uh, they've oh, right. they condensed all the law together. Um, yeah. There is quite a lot on him. Um, okay. I don't know if you had the same problem. I had a a real issue with um, how to score him because it, he's not facing the same sort of challenges as the God Emperor of Mankind is because it's limited to one nation on one country. Oh, sorry, on one planet. Yes. However, his resources are vastly inferior to what the God Emperor has got. And he's just a man. Um, so trying to, I, I didn't know whether to score him highly or lowly depend on in the context of how difficult it is for him to do all these things versus comparing them to, absolutely how much power he's got in relation to the god emperor so i'm i'm not my, these scores may be subject to change because i may have played <laughs> myself in the course of it well i i personally i went for a try to scale it to be appropriate so a uh um something that was appropriate to him so within his resources 
that was probably the logical thing to do rather than you know, <laughs> of belts, but yeah. we are where we are. <laughs> True. Um, maybe they'll come in handy. So maybe we'll see. <laughs> if I need to start a fire later on, maybe. Yeah. So on Rise to Power, I scored him a six. Oh, that's very interesting. What, what did you give him? For I also scored him a six. Oh, well. This is an interesting beginning. <laughs> the first tie of the year. <laughs> <laughs> um, I gave him a six because um, up until perhaps two weeks before he gets elected emperor, he shows no interest or even desire in becoming the emperor. Yep. However, once he decides he wants to do it, he gets it done in in the matter of about four days. Yes. So although he loses, he goes from zero to 60, even it's like we're talking about the emperor last time when he decides he wants to go for it, he does it really quickly. Franz does it really quickly. <laughs> um, so I'm, he ratcheted up the points there. But yes, the, the initial reluctance, the initial very, uh, all right, fine. Then I will. Um, yeah. I think kind of puts it off. It's, it's not necessarily a good person having power. It, it can be, and it can't. It, it... He's not doing it for um, personal ambition or because he wants his will to to be imposed and his way or everyone else gets killed, which I suppose yes. that's good in a ruler. Yeah, there is that good side to it. But that's <laughs> prevarication. Mm -mm. That's... Um, uh, lack of decision, decision making. Or... Well, in the research I got, um, he's the son of the reigning emperor, Leutpold. Mm. Um, but that's no guarantee that he's going to be the emperor because it's it's, it's elective. Yeah, yeah, the elective counts pick who the next emperor is. Um, there's some incident where the previous emperor is going for a tour of. Um, I don't know, somewhere, and he gets ambushed in the Drakwald forest by beastmen. Yeah. Who kill all of his Reichsguard, but he's saved at the last minute by a bunch of wood elves. Um, and <laughs> yeah. And, yes. um, uh, so the Emperor, the previous Emperor, uh, brings them into the whatever to thank him, to thank the, the wood elves. They're not interested mm. in that. They just focus exclusively on Karl Franz and give this some sort of cryptic. A message to him as a child of break it, then make it whole again. Yeah, so, which <laughs> he sort of picked from a very young age to be some sort of ruler of destiny, which he then does nothing with. Um, <laughs> All right, fine, thanks. Hmm? Perhaps, maybe there was one of these weird uh, crossovers in time, and that message ended up with the God Emperor. <laughs> 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 Carl Franz got a different message. Well, so when when the Wood Elves gone back and the, I don't know whatever the God says, you did tell the Emperor to break it. In <laughs> yeah, we told uh, Carl Franz. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's just one of those classic misunderstandings. Mm. That's uh, a proper crossing of the streams there. <laughs> well, there is some some weight to the. The idea that Warhammer World exists within the Warhammer 40k no, universe. No, 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 it doesn't. <laughs> that's rubbish. It's not some planet that's lost in the warp. That is absolutely debunked. They're totally separate. It's just all right. Yeah. Oh, all right. Okay. 
Yeah. Just coincidence. It is. I'll, I'll possibly accept that the polar vortexes are do lead to the same warp. Mm. But it's but not that's it. Yeah, that's it. It's into what would that be? Interdimensional rather than intergalactic. <laughs> so, so you're you're okay with that? <laughs> yeah. Possibly or no, I don't know. <laughs> well, as long as you're clear, I haven't so formed my opinion more than I don't like that. So, oh, well, there you go. There's a topic for your next video. <laughs> That's not a topic. I'll just say no. <laughs> I've made the decision. Oh, it might be a brief video then. Yeah. Well, as long as it's under two hours, which is the current record, no, three hours, which is the current record. Wow. Anyway, so um, in his youth, I've got that he's. Um, a bit wild. Uh, he likes gambling, going to taverns. Um, he's got a bit of a rebellious youth phase, being yeah. the son of the emperor with no... I don't think they've got like a Prince of Wales equivalent that they're expected to do anything because it's not any guarantee that they're going to be the emperor next. True. So he's just like... A, he's going to be the next um, Prince of the Reichland. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, his, that's what he's entitled to, but he's not going to be the emperor. No, but well, not guaranteed anyway. Not unreasonable position. No, so he's got a lot of time on his hands and not much to do. He get he does get trained by um, Ludwig Schwarzhelm in mm -hmm. sword play. So he's got a bit of training there. But again, rise to power wise, he doesn't show any ambition. He doesn't sort of lead the empire's armies. He doesn't take on any sort of responsibility. He's not given any responsibility. No, he's just milling about really he does i didn't realize he was married i learned this i thought he was single but no he's, he's married with a child mm, yes did not know yeah. that but it doesn't seem to come up very often well it comes up so infrequently that me a massive fantasy fan didn't know about it until <laughs> i researched this topic well i mean he didn't take them on campaign with him there wasn't an ever a model for uh for carl or mrs france or baby no, no, they never got a model <laughs> or any fluff. Uh, um, they're clearly a baby death claw as well. But yeah, to give to his son. Mm. Um, so there's nothing really in his background up until the point his father dies that shows any interest or hints that he's going to become a great man. I don't know if you found the same. Uh, yeah, he's very much, he's not bothered. He's not interested. Uh, in in what's to come, he's just living in the moment. So he could easily easily have wasted all his potential. However, mm. his father dies in two five oh two, so he automatically becomes the prince of Reichland uh, and an elector count. Mm. Um, but I'm not giving him anything for that because that's automatic. It's not like he sought it or he <laughs> trained for it or. It just falls in his lap. Yeah, it's just it's given to him. Yeah. Um, so that's his rise to power. It's something that's automatically going to happen. You don't get any points for that. No. Uh, and like you say, he does make up for it somewhat after he's been prodded by just about everyone. <laughs> yeah. So he, he goes to the Electoral College, which I think there's 15 electors in. Um. And he votes for himself, but he openly says, "I'm not bothered. Uh, I don't really. I don't want to be the emperor. Um, I don't know whether it's because the the only other 
um, viable candidate is uh, it's, uh, Toddy. Boris. Yes, yeah. it's Boris. Um, and he even says maybe it should be Boris because he's more experienced. More yes, he's old, older man, experienced warrior. Um, says he probably should go for hit to him, uh, which he openly says, and he says he's happy to live his life as prince of uh, the Reichland, just mm -hmm. living with his family. So Reichland's not real. It's in the the southwest of the empire, isn't it? Just uh, northwest. Well, that's be it's below Marienburg. It is. So it's it's kind of just like the west, I suppose. West, yeah, it's not it's not getting it like Nordland is from the chaos. Uh, sorry, the Norskins, and it's not getting it like uh, Ostland is from stuff that comes through Kislev. Yeah, and Sterling sort of protects it from orc and border prince nonsense so he wouldn't really have that much of a difficult elective princedom to deal no with. no it's a relatively right with the the trade on the river mm. and its position it's you know it's reasonable and it's quite advanced it's not like sterland which is dirt poor it's got culture and a nice capital city and yeah and having been capital it always helps yeah, institutions are there, and uh, uh, rich people like so. That you know. that's his campaign slogan. Uh, I don't really want to do it. <laughs> vote, vote for me, and somehow that gets him four votes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then I've got that. Uh, so Toddbringer gets eight votes, which isn't enough to decide ultimately on who's going to be the emperor. No. So they have to do a, another meeting, you know, I think it's about a fortnight or something. Recount. Yeah, they have to, do, yeah. <laughs> they have to go to the Empire Supreme Court to decide. Yeah. Um, and it's in these, these I, I don't know even that, it's about 10 days in between the meetings. And that's mm. when he, do, he he decides he doesn't want to do it and manipulates basically every other elect account into voting for him. Yeah, so and it's not that, just like just enough. It's no. literally everyone. Everybody, bar one. I think he wins it. Uh, he wins it fourteen to one. Yeah. Um, so, uh, this uh, the elector count of Ostland, um, who's an old friend of the family, mm. um, sort of tags along with to help them with his electoral campaign. He gets. Um, he goes back to Altdorf to do some patrolling work with the Reichsguard. The Reichsguard say, um, "We're with you." whoever wins because they're anticipating getting replaced anyway if uh, mm. Boris Toddbringer wins the election. Yeah, which is um, reasonable. So he says, no, you're supposed to protect whoever the emperor is, but they're saying, well, I don't <laughs> think that, yeah, that we're, we're probably out anyway. Um, they get, he gets attacked by um, goblins, um, which he manages to kill a shaman and the Arachnarok spider it's ringing, uh, it's riding on. So this is the first sort of hint that he actually has some martial ability, which we'll come mm -hmm. on to. Um, one of the Reichsguard tries to assassinate him, which he's saved by the Green Knight. <laughs> yep, just as he's wandering through. Yeah, it turns up where he wants to. Yeah. Um, this is kind of the start of where he starts to take the job, well, going for the job um, seriously. Because Kurt Helborg chews him out for not wanting the job. He's sort of saying, um, it's not that you think a better man could do it. It's that you're selfish and you want to stay in 
Altdorf and just have a nice life and let somebody else uh, sort out the empire. And um, that would be a total waste of uh, his talents. And that's sort of what triggers him to actually start really wanting the job. So Which he's is, got yeah. zero points up until that moment. <laughs> I mean, Helberg's got exactly right. This is... <laughs> but yeah, he is. Yeah, you need that's, you... it's the kick up the arse you needed. Yeah, uh, but he's not the first. Uh, sorry, he's not the the only one to be giving that kick. He he takes a lot of kicking. He does because then he goes to meet um, Leon Leon Kerr of Britonia. Yeah. It essentially tells him the same thing. He's had some vision of uh, if if you don't become emperor, the empire and well, the old world will be destroyed. And goes, ca- yeah. yeah, some chaos yeah. wasteland. But to be honest, though, I mean, this is a bit ridiculous. The concept of the whole world being destroyed—it's <laughs> it, it, pushing it a bit. So he should really have taken that with a, a you know a pinch of salt. Well, he's he's on the back foot, isn't he? He's, <laughs> the Reichsmarshal has said, "Listen, you're taking the piss. Uh, you need to get a grip now." And yeah. then uh, the king of well, it's it's not as advanced well, as the empire, but it's yeah, it's also big... not an ally of the empire. No, it's, no, it's, it's not. They're not like necessarily outright hostile, but they're certainly not. Friends they're, either. They're rivals. Um, yeah. Second, it, at some point in, I don't know, it's fourth or fifth edition, there was some hinting that Bretonia was going to conquer the empire, but they they dropped that. Hmm. But it's still, you know, the, their knights are supremely powerful. And yes. Why this king would be involving himself in imperial politics is a bit odd. Yeah. And that comes up later. <laughs> Uh, for in the mistakes for me. <laughs> oh right, okay. <laughs> um, so he uh, he has this audience with uh, Lewin. They get attacked again by Greenskins. So, it's getting careless now. <laughs> yeah, seeing a bit of a trend here. Um, yeah, they, they kill him though. There again, some more martial prowess there. Mm-hmm. Um. He's just leveling up. That's all it is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's, he's rapidly <laughs> leveling to, to be level ten emperor before he starts. Um, and then when he comes back and he's committed to doing it, this is where you start to see how much of a good uh, diplomat and manipulator he really is. Because mm. um, he makes a deal with a series of elect accounts, um, and essentially just buys their votes uh, with promises. Uh, of what he'll do, yes. Um, so he promises the elect account of. Um, uh, sorry, there's a halfling who's got the, the halflings for some reason have got a vote in the electoral college. Well, the the moot as does have, yeah, yeah. That's some incompetent emperor in the past for a laugh. <laughs> they vote in the electoral college, um, and he comes up with some. They say we'll vote for you if you. I think you, if you tax the Stir River. Yes, uh, yeah. to bring the trade towards them, and um, we'll vote for you. Um, so he says, "Fine," and then he goes to see the elect account of Sterling, um, who's annoyed because nobody has taken his claims that vampires are real and are invading <laughs> Sterling and a real problem. Nobody's <laughs> taking this seriously. <laughs> so he says, "Well, if I take it seriously." Um, and I'm also you're going to benefit from this new tax policy I'm implementing. He, he passes it off as his own. 
Yeah. <laughs> if I give you the tax, you know, that'll benefit you. And I take this vampire threat seriously. Will you vote for me? Uh, and the elected counterstone says, of course I will. Yeah. No, I, and this is a good thing. I, in some ways, this has been sort of, again, just dropped in his lap, hmm. uh, this uh, taxation policy. But he has at least the ability to recognise that he can essentially sell the same dog twice. Yeah, he, he sells it more <laughs> times because... Um, yeah. <laughs> Talavikland, um, this is, I read this one, this is great. Wow. Talavikland, the elected count, he says, um, I will give you, if you vote for me, I will give you the honour of defending the Northern Territory. Um, and I'll give you the, the rights to trade with Kislev. And to the elected count of Ostermark, he says, I'm going to make Talavikland take more responsibility for defending the Northern Border. <laughs> and they say, oh, that's a great idea. Yep, fantastic. <laughs> So there is, so um, yeah, it's a good, it's a good, good mark in his book for that one. So all that Nordland asks is that they expel um, Norse raiders from their border. Um, uh, he says, "Fine, um, yeah, no problem." And then to get the Grand Theogonist and the two Archlectors votes, <laughs> there's some sort of um, brawl breaks out in Altdorf between. Sigmar supporters and Ulrich supporters, and uh, Franz gives this inspiring speech about how you know they they shouldn't be fighting each other; they should be working together. And Volkmar at this point just says, uh, eh, "Yeah, I see it now. I'll vote for you." <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that'll do. Yeah. The realistically, he's not going to vote for. He's never uh, going to vote for Boris, is he? Because he abstained originally. Yeah, he wasn't going to vote for anyone, but uh, that'll do. And then he wins 14 to 1. Yep. So that rapid comeback, where he starts to give some hints of um, his diplomatic ability and his mm. uh, martial ability, that's what ratcheted up to six points. Yeah. For me, anyway. Because he, like, he, he left it very, you know, like the, the night before revising. <laughs> I thought you did some sort of version of that. The last minute cram. Yeah. But, yeah. It, but it worked for him. So, yeah. Because he, he clearly has ability. Mm. He has some talent in this area. Uh, but it's just that unwillingness to, to use it, which, which has held him back. Yeah, he loses points because he has to be told on several occasions um, you're wasting <laughs> By life. Foreign leaders. <laughs> yeah, yeah your you greatest human kingdom rival is saying yeah. you really should be doing better than this. Yep. <laughs> that was well, that was my justification. I don't know if you found anything. I essentially had the same. Um, the the my essential my notes or the vast majority of my notes for this is didn't want it had to be pushed. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a fair summation of his uh, path to the top. Yeah, uh, well, nice easy one to start. Yeah, it was some, yeah. quite some unity there. Yeah. Um, this is the, what was difficult about as well unpicking um, all of this into different layers. I was found it much harder to do for Carl Franz because they're all sort of interlinked. Um, yes, I found more so than the God Emperor, but. Yeah. Um, for my next for next bit, military prowess, I gave him a six. Have you been looking at my scores? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I also gave him a six. Wow, this is not fixed. Ladies <laughs> <and gentlemen. laughs> 
we're in different houses. You haven't seen each other's answers. No. Um, okay. Well, I sort of completely monopolized rise to power. So go on. Why do you think he's a six? Okay. Right, so um, he, he has he demonstrates various times that he is capable, a, a capable fighter in personal combat. There's um, there's instances where he defends himself. You know, as as was mentioned earlier, against goblins and orcs and whatever else and uh, assassins. Uh, he's also demonstrated that as a, as a commander, obviously coming up later when he is actually the emperor, uh, he frequently commands troops in battle, uh, and he he does relatively smart things. So it, he doesn't go for personal glory. He doesn't go, right, I'm just going to lead the charge and win that way. He, he d- uses the army that he has effectively. So uh, there's when he fights the northern raiders, uh, he he uses his wizards to work out where they're going to come ashore, and then he just lines a big gun line up on the front. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, as they're coming off the, the the shoreline, he's just bombarding them into oblivion. Yep, fantastic. That's exactly the kind of leader you want. There's no like, oh, it's more honourable if we go into <laughs> personal combat, or um, we're not going to like ask for help from anyone else. No. No, get your cannons here. <laughs> Just line <laughs> them up. Sorted. <laughs> Dealt with. <Yeah>. Next problem. <laughs> That's that dusted off. Uh, so he gets so he gets good points for that. Uh, the problem he has, unfortunately, is that whilst he does frequently um, like hold his own, there are times when he's really on the back foot and only just gets through, particularly on, in personal combat. Um, there was uh, in the, the Battle of Blackfire Pass. Uh, yes, I've got this. Yeah. So he or he has to pray. Um, pray well, for he's, help. He's essentially he's getting beaten up. He's he's being beaten uh, even yes. with Galnaraz. Yeah. Um, but he, he prays to Sigma, and I haven't given him points for winning that combat because he's clearly oh. been <laughs> empowered by a divine being. Like he had Galmaraz, the most powerful Warhammer ever, <laughs> literally the symbol of the game. Yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, created by the dwarves at their height of their power. Yeah. Uh, beyond their abilities now, beyond even the uh, Master Runesmith Alaric the Mad. We're going to a little bit of dwarf law. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that might, might be next week. So it's. And I mean, obviously, Deathclaw wasn't around at this point because uh, he got wounded. Uh, but still, he almost lost. So that's that's always a, is a bad sign. Uh, so I so I come up with a six because generally pretty good, but frequently just scrapes through. And if you include the end times, um, again, kind of just sort of scrapes through. <laughs> Until I, I, he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't spoilers. Don't ruin <laughs> point five. Um, I had pretty much the same thing. Um, in that he's a pretty good fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's limited because he is just a man. Um, he's not. If you compare him to, I don't know, a high elf prince or a you know strong orc war boss. Um, 
factor in Galmaraz as well, but he's not as good as them. Yes. Um, he's very good for a human. Um, but he's realistically, he's, he's not as quick as an elf or as strong as a, an orc. And when you compare it with like, yeah, if you compare it to say a chaos Lord, who is a, you know, the giant people anyway, who are really ridiculously strong and have got chaos abilities. I don't think he wins that fight. Um, yes. That's on the personal side of it. Uh, and on the, the warfare side of the general, he's, He's very good at, uh, like you were saying, he tends to go for, like he goes for who's going to cause the army to fall apart if he kills them. Yeah. Um, He kills the, what's he called? Mork Hal, someone or other, who's like a uh, Eastland chaos invasion guy. Just kills him. Yeah. Um, That's what he tries to do at Blackfire Pass by killing the Orc war boss. Doesn't go totally to plan <laughs> no um so he knows he's got very good tactical ability that you know if you cut the top of it if you cut the head off the orcs uh chaos they'll, they'll you know it'll be easier to beat them he um, understands his enemies yes whether or not he's capable of actually killing them uh, he does kill a lot of them he does <laughs> he's pretty good at it or very lucky um but it shouldn't it's not a guarantee uh, but he's got a, a long history of success. Like he, he beats the Bretonians with the Reichsguard, so he beats a nation famous for its knights with yep. his knights. Um, he beats the, Nor- the uh, Norse invasion into Nordland, um, and he does deploy what he's got. He's got the cannons. He's got um, you know, state troops and things. So he makes good use of what he's got. But uh, he's more of like a symbol. Like uh, he knows, like the emperor, the god emperor. Um, he knows the value of his personal presence. Uh, yes, you see him in these uh, suit of armor and on these on death claw, uh, and he knows that will inspire the men. Which is why he does these things, like leading charges and going after the biggest. Like he tries to kill a giant at Backfire Pass, I think, with death claw, which is how he gets wounded. It does, yeah. So he knows the the value of these actions that and that's what he uses to inspire the troops. So I think he's more although he is a good fighter, he's more of a inspirational he's, leader kind of thing. Yeah, he's a commander. Yeah. Uh but unfortunately martial prowess has to encompass both aspects. Yeah. Uh, and I get that's what I marked down for later, which I won't spoil it, but it's connected to that. Um but yeah, I think six six out of ten is a pretty good reflection of of his military ability. Um, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, he does it. He does it a lot. He's well practiced at it. Um, but they're not even in in game. Those the troops and the armies he's got are not the best. Like they don't always win. That it's a real like it's always a real problem to these invasions <laughs> that keep coming in, and he has to keep leading these armies to stop them. Yes, which perhaps takes him away from other things that he should be doing, which we'll get onto later. Yes, and the Empire in the sort of, if you look at the parallel with the Imperium, doesn't have the luxury of infinite numbers. No, absolutely not. Um, And it's not um, as unified in the same direction as the Imperium is. 
and looking at a, a somewhat meta vision of it, if you are constantly fighting, that is bad. Yeah. Because, again, the Imperium constantly fights and obviously is in a terrible way. The Empire cannot afford to be constantly fighting. The more they are fighting, they just they don't have the resources to be able to put into no, that. Or they don't, to have, the, don't have the men or the... Although that's the most populous human nation, um, you can't replace the losses that they take very quickly, or certainly not at the rate that the Imperium can. No. Uh, so the, a truly great military, or a, a much higher scoring military leader, would not only be good at fighting, but would be good at preventing the need to fight. Yeah. Um, destroying the root causes, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's orcs in the forests or uh, skaven in that or whatever. Obviously, this is, <laughs> it might well be beyond uh, the abilities, the capabilities of the of the Empire to do so. Um, but, and, and it might be very harsh to judge them in that way. Uh, That's a problem I had with it. Like, it, is he limited? Is, is himself that's limiting him, or is yeah. it the situation he's in that's limiting? Yes. Um, is he actually doing the best he can? Which is why I found him a lot harder to mark. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but ultimately, I think it all has to come down to you've got the top job, you are yeah. responsible. Yeah, it's up to you, really, at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, so it's not a. I still think, like, Chaos Generals. Are they better? They seem to have a lot more success. Um, I don't know, but then the, the quality of their troops is is higher. Yes, what they've got to work with is better from a martial standpoint. If you were to compare the uh, from chaos just as a whole as an economic entity, there's nothing <laughs> there, and the and the empire could win on that. And the fact that they do manage to confront and defeat chaos invasions is because of their technological and essentially their economic strength as opposed to just a pure military strength. Hmm. Uh, it's, it's really hard to... Uh, six. I'm sticking with six. <laughs> um, let's see if we have the same score here for political ability. Interesting. Well, I gave him a... I've given two scores. I crossed one out. All oh, right. <laughs> and I've crossed the other one out. Oh. Uh, no, I'll go. Yeah, I gave him a seven. Oh, we have diverged. Oh, what did you give him? I gave him an eight. See, I had an eight, and then I was wavering between eight and seven. Yeah. Oh, well, that's interesting. Again, we've been very close then. Yeah. Because uh, I think. Um, his administrative political ability is his real strength. Definitely. Um, starting back from the start where he manipulates the votes to win the election to get the job in the first place. So he knows, he, he can read his political rivals. He knows how to play people. He knows what they want. Um, he's got this trick of um, instead of giving people what they want, um, he'll sell it to them that he's punishing the people they don't like more than they're <laughs> going to get punished. It's so, always a better motivator. Yeah. So yeah, this tax might hurt you, but it's going to hurt them a lot more. And oh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm up with that. That's fine. Yep. 
So yes, and it's uh, that understanding of uh, of human nature uh, is very useful for. And because the empire is, uh, what's the word? It's as I say, it's a, it's very political. Obviously, it's a political thing. But because it's uh, a a very loose federation, really, it's uh, the the ability to wheel and deal, and you're not you don't command obedience. No. From the other electors, you have to negotiate their support. No, yeah. Um, actually, I'm going to put them away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading my notes. Like, no, he definitely deserves an eight. Um, oh. But yeah, it's it, again when you compare them to um, the God Emperor. The God Emperor is his word is law, and everybody believes yep. that. Yeah, uh, the Emperor Karl Franz. Um, he hasn't got that luxury. Uh, the they're constantly fighting with each other, threatening to secede, trying to manipulate each other, trying to play for favor. The elect accounts, um, uh, you know, they, they fall at that. They've got grudges against each other that go back hundreds of years. And he has to sail. He has to direct the the country in the way he wants it to go. And he can't just say he hasn't actually got an army um, personally like him to say do it this way or else um he's got to persuade he's got to manipulate and he's very very good at it and he's he's holding the country together um in, in a lot of ways yeah just sometimes just, despite the others <laughs> yeah um and he comes up with um he comes up with clever solutions to uh to these political problems like um i think it's nordland and uh, Hockland, Nordland's going to invade Hockland over some ancient issue where they think <laughs> they own some sort of land. Uh, and the elect account of Nordland's got this huge pile of gold to pay the mercenaries with. Mercenaries with. Mm. So it's politically bad news to get the other electors' armies and then invade. So instead of that, he just sends Balthazar Gelt to transmute the gold into lead. So now he can't pay the mercenaries. <laughs> so, so now the problem's fixed. Yep. It's like he's got creative solutions to these. Like where we are, I'm going to have to take, get the army up there and I'm going to stop there. I'm going to have to sort it out that way. No, he thinks his way around it. And he, all right, how can I solve this problem without any bloodshed? Any, you know, any empire soldiers are not going to die for this. Yeah. So, yeah, that definitely deserves that eight. Yes, yeah, changing that. A non martial solution is, is the best. Mm. Uh, and he, and he, because he doesn't just go, um, like I say, he doesn't just reach for the blade every time. No, he uh, he deals with it, and uh, combat is the last resort because it's the, the empire is strong, but mm. if it, it keeps expending it, especially internal wars, um, it's gonna you know it won't stay strong very very long. Yeah. And I think he, he, funda he fundamentally understands that about the empire that it's you know he's got to keep it together and not fighting each other and not wasting its strength. Yes, that's why he is the. The right man for the job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he also, as well, it's not just the um, the elect account, it's also uh, the cults of Sigmar and Ulrich. The fact he's managed to keep them... Yes, to should quiet. fundamentally hate each other. <laughs> uh, like the, the fact he gets voted for by both mm. uh, as emperor is... Uh, How did he do that? <laughs> 
it's a skill. I should tell you how good he is. Um, but he also he's also in the army book. Um, it says he's a patron of science and industry and the College of Magic. So he is, unlike the God Emperor, um, he does seem to be interested in strengthening the institutions that he's got to use. Um, yes, which pays dividends militarily because they then make all this stuff available to him. Yeah, cannons and mages and uh, things like that. Yes, he's definitely he's far more effective at getting the most out of those who serve him. Mm. Uh, he and he understands the um, individual motivations uh, and manipulates them. It's not always bad to manipulate people. <laughs> it it has a it has some you know some bad connotations. Yeah, but but <laughs> uh, when used right for their own yeah, good, he's, he's doing it in the national interest rather than his personal interest. Exactly, I think is the slight difference between uh, why the God Emperor does things and why he does it. Yes, he clearly has the Empire's interests at heart. Yes, he's. He's doing what he thinks is best for the empire, even if it does cost him. Oh yeah, he actually fulfills his promises as well. Contrasting oh, cool. yes. to the God Emperor, his reward for loyal service is to kill the Thunder Warriors. <laughs> um, I'm done with you now. Yeah, finished. <laughs> um, the promise to Nordland he makes for the Electoral College vote to repel the Norse invaders, he, as yep. we discussed before, he does do it. So yeah, <laughs> and he. Saving Private Ryan style. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he's an effective administrator in that people are more inclined to believe him and believe his deals because he does follow up on what he says he's going to do. Yes, like that trust is not something that you can just conjure up or no. uh, force. You've, it's got to be, it's got to be earned. Yeah. Um, Which he does. He also improves the pay for state troops. So he does have consideration for his underlings, the people right at the bottom. Yep. Which assists in his administrative political abilities. He, yeah, he, he he deals with like all levels of society. Uh, there's nothing that's just taken for granted. Mm. I think that's, again, he, he understands the full... Um, the full consideration of how the empire works in that you know the state troops are the best he's got, so he can't really afford to lose them for want of no. better pay. Yeah. Um, I also got that he's got good relations with the dwarves and the elves. Yes. Uh, uh, I, to us, it hadn't even occurred to me with the, uh, but yes, the his uh, foreign relations are. The times when he's not fighting, yeah, them. Um, but generally are in a uh, if not hostile, they're not certainly not hostile, but it's not uh, it's not overly friendly. But it's I can work with you. Yeah, and it's um, totally. It's not the same as the God Emperor of you must die if you are not human. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, well, it comes back to the whole. Um, it, well, it's it's. My opinion is is not as important. It's state interests, mm. um, and it's it's in the interest of the empire to be broadly cooperative. Because um, I think this comes knocking. 
there's a lot there's a big um human trading colony in uh Lothen. Um so they must get on, which is like it's the only place in Ultraman that they're allowed. Uh, humans right. are allowed, but that's like a massive that is quite a that's a coup. That's yeah, a, yeah. I'm not sure if it's Carl Franz that negotiated that, but he's certainly maintaining it. Yes. Um, and there's all this you probably know this, there's the Imperial Dwarfs, aren't there? So the Imperial Dwarfs was a thing back in like Ooh, uh, very early in the a good few editions back now, something like third edition, second edition, and earlier, something like that, where there was dwarfs who lived in the empire, and whilst it's no longer as big a thing as it was, uh, there's there's a strong like there's always like the, the acknowledge that some of the other races do live within the empire because it's a bit more cosmopolitan. Um, but back then, in the early editions, uh, there was there was a large continue, you know, like sort of uh, the dwarven quarter, uh, and you used to get dwarves in imperial armies, mm. uh, just like you used to get like halfling units. And uh, uh, was there elves? I can't remember if there was elves or not. It used to be a lot more permissive. I can't, but there were certainly dwarves, and. Uh, I think they were more tied in with the imperial uh, engineering side there. Uh, right. <clears throat> As in supplying the, the more advanced things. You know, the sort of classic fantasy settings where there's the Dwarven Quarter, and if you want more high-tech things, you went to them. That's where the top-level blacksmiths would be. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> So, but that is that is really trying my memory. That was a long time ago. <laughs> so throw a curveball at you. <laughs> uh, what else have I got on here? Then, uh, so he, he dealt with the um, the the mad count Marius Lightdorf, mm. uh, who was well doing his mad mad self. You're uh, a load of halflings, and it's nice sort of. Dark element in his past. He was, uh, yeah, like there was, there was some spurious campaigns, I believe, and uh, some dodgy orders and decrees. Uh, so he, he sends his uh, his buddy Ludwig Schwarzhelm to uh, keep an eye on him, uh, and apparently manages to rein in his the uh, Marius's excesses. Uh, so. It perhaps could have. I mean, it probably would have gone him higher. Um, I, f I felt he dragged his feet somewhat on dealing with it, but he did deal with it. Um, but that's about it. Oh, he uses. Uh, he understands political symbolism. Like if he's. Uh, that's why he's, he makes total use propaganda-wise of Gal Moraz. Ah yes, yeah. Um, but he also uses it as a. Sign of like if he's carrying the Reichland runefang, he's acting as Prince of Reichland, and if he's carrying the Galmaraz, his actions are to be for the whole empire. That's uh, a good point, actually. Uh, it does give it; it's a strong symbol for the the federal or the state. Yeah, which, you know, which hat he's wearing at the time. Yeah, so he understands. It's like in the military, um, where he's, he's best as like an inspiration. He does the same kind of thing on an administrative 
and political level. Yes. Um, I think that's about it. Um, so, eight. Very good. Yeah, all even still. <laughs> yeah. So, mistakes and errors. I gave him a minus four for this. Oh, wow. I gave him a minus three. Oh, very close. <laughs> <laughs> but I may change my score. <laughs> of course. It's a prerogative. Well, I didn't, there wasn't a lot that I was able to find that I, that I felt that he had sufficient agency over. Uh, really, I got, like, when is, um, during the whole election, um, and when he returned from Bretonia, and he goes marching up to the Grand Theogonist and goes, Oi, <laughs> Volkmar, the Lady of the Lakes. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Let me stop you there. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Do you not mean Silmar? Because <laughs> that's the only one I'm listening to. <laughs> and immediately he manages to uh, scupper uh, his initial chances uh, by invoking a foreign deity <laughs> to Volkmar. Um, I, I feel he should have had some reasonable level of awareness not to do that <laughs> uh so that's that for me that is his is first mistake and he, and he does end up correcting it and dealing with it isn't there some sort of fudge where they go uh sigma probably worked through the lady of the Lake. <laughs> <laughs> that that sounds like a treaty of mars situation yeah, yeah, that's right. yeah well, i'm sure sigma was behind it all anyway but uh, yeah vote for you yeah, mysterious ways and all that. Uh, so, like on the admin side, he's he's made a little bit of a, an error there, um, and, and as we were saying last time, an unforced error. Yes. Uh, and then the other one I've got is from his military career, which is the Blackfire Pass, which is defending a pass, going reasonably well, until he gets flanked. <laughs> I've got this <laughs> whilst defending a pass <laughs> now, now I know there's a whole you know there's possibly all secret routes or um, you know it's it's the warmer world there's magic and things like this but you have magic too <laughs> and flying you, you, I mean, you yourself are literally on a flying creature uh, you know a, a quick scout of the area it's like oh look there's a pass there uh, that leads right to the back of the army. It's probably wise to put someone watching that, just in case. Um, that is a particularly egregious error because he loses his left and his centre and the artillery. Yes. That almost costs them dearly. Yeah. Uh, and that sort of... That's the size of that battle uh, and where it was. Like, losing that battle would have been major, major repercussions. Um, well, it's a morale thing as well because that's where Sigma won. True, yes. Um, so you can't be the emperor who lost it. No. So, but uh, that is the only two that I've really picked out. So he, he does get some, uh, a slight minus, but uh, it's it's nowhere near the litany of errors <laughs> that was uh, iterated last time. Yeah. Um, I've got, I've, I'm going to stick with a four because, um, I don't know if it's his fault or not, but he, he does seem to have to do everything himself. Um, 
True, yes. He has to, like Black Firepass, he's in charge of the army and then it goes wrong and then he, he has he seems to think, right, well, I have to go, go and fix this. I will charge the Orc war boss. He nearly gets killed. So that mm. would have been um, the Imperial army destroyed and losing the Emperor if that hadn't gone well, which you, right until the very end, it looked like it wasn't going to go well. Yes. He, he like, he had to really, he had to send the army, but he goes with the army to Nordland to take uh, on the um, uh, the Norse invaders. Um, it, it just seems that he has to do everything and he's the one like pushing the empire, but there's, it doesn't seem to factor in what will happen if he gets killed or something bad happens to him on these adventures, these uh, campaigns and things <laughs> like this. And because the empire is such a viper's nest, what would happen after? None of the um, elect accounts are rated as, you know, a- anywhere near is equal. No. So he's quite cavalier with his life, which he, you can see why he's doing it. And it's like <laughs> a final roll of the dice, especially at the Blackfire Pass. Yeah. Um, but like, the, yeah, the giant comes through and so, he, oh, I'll, I'll get on to Deathclaw and I'll have a go. And then Deathclaw gets in and he's like, oh, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now I'm left for the horse. And like, oh, so he's quite cavalier with his life. Um, yeah. Where else is it going to go? It, he doesn't, I know he can't really, but he doesn't, there's no succession plan, but he's not really like, he's not grooming a, an elect account to follow him. He's not, Considering what happened if he's not there, because he's such a he, he's sort of almost it's like the Napoleon thing you were saying last yeah. time. You know, he's dictating four letters, he's doing this, he's going there, he's stopping that invasion, he's sorting this tax thing out. When you take him out of the equation, I think the empire is in real trouble and he's yeah. not really addressing that. Um, maybe, maybe he can't. The, the political system probably just won't allow him to do it, but it's not even like on it's. On the law, it's not really on his mind that that's a problem. No, and it's just sort of occurred to me that really, that what can really sum him up in all ways in the martial ability and the administration is he's firefighting. Yes, he's uh, forever running from quite the you know what's the next problem? Right, I'm off there. I'm going to deal with that. Yeah, and then off to the next one, and on and on, and never stopping and going. Right, how do we start stop the fire starting in the first place? Yeah. Um, but his, his hands are tied uh, in a lot of senses. He can't, if he's tried to impose hereditary rule, the, the empire would just break apart. Um, yes, yeah, the, yeah. And there's no guarantee, there's no inclination that he's interested in hereditary rule or he thinks his son should be emperor. Well, I didn't know he had a son until recently. <laughs> um, you'd think that he would be pushing for that. And. We have, I mean, we've already demonstrated he's already shown his ability to manipulate the other elect accounts. Yeah. Uh, so a renewed burst of that skill to manipulate the system, which is whether, you know, for the good or ill, it's, it's manipulating the system for its own betterment. <laughs> <laughs> You're sounding very close to the God Emperor there. <laughs> yeah, the uh, you know the ends justify the means is coming back into it, <laughs> uh, selecting who he thinks is would be the best successor and preparing the ground for that to make sure that election goes the way it needs to go. Yeah. Uh, like, so maybe maybe just not in his character to do that. 
Uh, but it but is because he did it to get the job in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, yeah. Maybe he thinks. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's like for someone else, he he wouldn't be. Uh, he wouldn't agree with it. I don't know. It's it's difficult. It's just lack of succession planning, or yeah, because he's got he's got the institutions to rely on. Um, the, the quality of the elect accounts and the generals, it's not they're not bad, but they're not yeah. as good as him. But if he continually solves all the problems, um he's not letting them take out you know, deal with it. But then if he does let them deal with it, is there a risk that they'll think, Oh, I could be Emperor or I could go for the elect <laughs> account of Sterling and I'll I'll do what I want, I'll break away. So well, I didn't want to mark him too much down for this because yeah. a lot of it might be beyond the political system he's working in just might not allow him to do it it is it's a difficult system um to really to to influence because of its nature because of its uh, distributed power uh, i mean obviously you see it in like real world history with the the holy roman empire um Oh, is that based on the... <laughs> Funny, uh, just, you know, a few little parallels. Yeah. Uh, and even into, um, and obviously into Germany after that as well, with the uh, the nation, the the many, many nation states of Germany. Yeah, because they didn't give up their own um, independent it, it, governments until like post-World War One. Yeah, it literally took a war, like so grinding that they, it all got subsumed together. Uh, and they lost their independence without even realizing it until it was too late. So, yeah, it's you can argue that the system is against him, but you know, if he's a truly great emperor, can he not twist the system into something that is uh, more suitable? Mm. Uh, for him to have the influence, like you know, if we accept the the premise that he's in it for the good of the empire, would he not then do what uh, he would consider the best for the empire, even if that meant changing the system? I don't know. That's why it was very hard to mark. <laughs> On the easier one, I've got uh, not restraining uh, Lightdorf uh, an earlier phase. Yes, he did let it run on. Yeah, um, and then after he sort of sorted him out, where he's uh, his personal champion had sort of he sent his personal champion to follow him, yeah. make sure he didn't go any crazy, and then he sort of became too fond of him, which is links into Blackfire Pass in that you know Marius Lightov is insane, um, yes. but he gives him command of a section of the army, and and then he charges the orc war boss and gets killed. Yeah. <laughs> which is for good of all yeah yeah maybe well maybe maybe did but, that on purpose but i don't know but yeah should he not have just removed him yeah it's just that you're not well can he remove electric <laughs> i don't, I don't uh, think he can this is the political system that exists but you could at least not give him military command or yeah not, not promote him and um, reward him i just i think that he's he's Initially built up as someone who is ex like able to manipulate the system to his own ends, and then later at this point he's like, "Oh no, it's just that's how it is." So I'm just gonna have to. I'm stuck with it. 
So he's, um, what is it in Yes Minister? He's house trained by the system. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but other than that, um, he doesn't really do all that much wrong. No, no, he's 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 steady. Uh, there's no, there's no truly catastrophic errors. No, there. there are things that could potentially have gone catastrophically wrong, but he gets through them. He's lucky, I think. Yes, there's a few times when he's lucky. Yeah, <clears throat> suicide charge seems to be his last uh, <laughs> path of last recourse. It seems to work yeah. out for him. But... Either I win and I'm a hero and it all goes great, or I die and it's not my problem anymore. Yeah, somebody else can deal with it. Yeah. Well, yeah. the last category is being alive. And if we got the same score here, <laughs> I, will, I will be shocked and amazed. Well, no, we have diverged by one point, I by believe. One point, yeah. yeah. So maybe we'll diverge back the other way to, to uh, even it up. You may be surprised as to what I've scored him for being alive as well. Oh, okay. Go on then. What I've you given got? him a five. Oh no! <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Oh, I've given him a five. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, okay. Across five categories, we are out by one point. Yes. Right? Great minds think alike. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll run with that. Yeah. Um, my justification for five might be different to yours, though. Yeah, well, let's go with that then. Right. So my justification was, in my head, he is alive, and the end times didn't happen. So he gets 10 out of 10. Yes. However, the vast quantity of published law states <laughs> that he very clearly is dead. So I just split the difference. Yep. <laughs> uh I got uh, about there to be honest. <laughs> the uh the only other things I would add is that whilst all through of the, the, the Warhammer fantasy law, uh he he is alive and well. Uh it's only just <laughs> um <laughs> there's there's many times where he perhaps should have died or could have died. Um so I marked him down on that. Uh, and then we have the whole end times where, again, he uh, he does die. But even before he dies, it, it, in the run-up, it's like he almost dies as well. He's forever just hanging on. And I don't know <laughs> if that's a good thing or a yeah, bad cause, thing. Because he does... Uh, I don't, I'm not that familiar with the end times, but he is in a sort of like Titanic fight where he nearly dies and Deathclaw yeah. nearly dies. And then he... Heals somehow, and then yeah, and then he has the final climactic fight, uh, fight where he does actually die. But at the time of dying, if his spirit switches with Sigmar's spirit, yeah, then <laughs> possesses him. So he, he clearly gets a higher score from Sigmar than from us. <laughs> <laughs> and who are we to argue? <laughs> so, uh. uh so yeah, so middle of the road. Because uh... I think, to me, he's still alive. The end times didn't happen. Yeah. But I can't deny the last evidence to the country. <laughs> so the middle ground seemed to be the best option. 
Uh, who did he fight in the end? Um, Plotkin or something, isn't it? Yeah. Wonderful. That he gets, um, yeah, he gets his arms cut off or something, and he's mm. killed. And then, <laughs> at the right time, uh, Teclas unbinds the law of light, is it, or heavens or whatever it is, yeah. which is some <laughs> ridiculous. Somehow, Sigmar <laughs> has got trapped in one of the winds of magic, and um, Teclas unbinds it just at the right time. God damn. Possesses, possesses Carl Franz's body uh, and then just kills uh, the Glockkin and uh, everybody, I think, the, the demonic hordes. He's, he's in the game. Um, the rules for him are insane. Yeah. Which, which makes him interesting. Uh, and it is, you know, as, as deaths go, it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty impressive. And yeah. It's, it's, what, it's what you would have wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, the world then blows up, so it was all for nothing. Yeah. Oh, oh well. Never mind. Uh, there is like, supposedly something. I'm sure that I read somewhere that where they're talking about him being reborn into the Age of Sigma, into uh, into the. I was going to call them Sigmarines. They're not Sigmarines. <laughs> not supposed to call them that. Stormcast. No. Stormcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's true, if I've just randomly heard that, or even made it up. Uh, but it seems like the sort of thing would I would happen. Uh, I, I don't know much about the game, but any crazy shit can happen, apparently. So why not? <laughs> all, all is welcome. Yeah, you can have a mechanical death claw or something. That'd be pretty cool, actually. I'd like that. Patent pending. Game, Games Workshop. Game Workshop. You're, not to use that. <laughs> You're not allowed to use that without paying me. Right, so we are. it's not going to take that much to calculate the differences in our scoring, <laughs> our scoring here. Oh. So you're given 55%, I've given 52.5%. Um, I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, he's... Uh, I feel in many ways he's, he's kind of just presiding over the Empire until the end times and it all blows up. <laughs> he does a good job. In terms of, he's a good ruler, and he's, yes. he's he's the right man for the right time. Definitely, um, yes. and he's confident. I think that's the uh, you know that score is confident. Yes. He doesn't need he doesn't need to be exceptional. It's he's he's exceptional at keeping the empire together, and then he's just good at everything else, which is exactly what you need, really. Yeah, and you have to compare him to what previous empires em, empires emperors have achieved. Yeah, uh, which has been substantially less. Yeah, right. Uh, in For many cases, seven hundred years there was three emperors who yeah. couldn't bind them the nation together, uh, and other ones who've sold off Marienburg for a load of cash and stuff like <laughs> that. So, yeah. yeah, by the ty- by the standards of the empire, he's a very good emperor. Yes. Um, comparing him to other rulers of the time, um. He's certainly more active than uh, Finibar, the Phoenix King. You don't really hear much of it at all. No. Um, um, although that is a perhaps more an elven thing, though. Well, it depends, because the the Phoenix Kings are so different in depending on who they elect. They go mm. from like wizards to um, super brilliant generals to 
slightly perhaps uh, over-enthusiastic <laughs> warmongers who haven't considered the fullness of their actions. Prideful uh, idiots. Carlo the second did nothing wrong. Let's just remind <laughs> ourselves of that. Uh, but I think, yeah, yeah, well, no, um, <laughs> no, you agreed. That's it <laughs> on the internet now. Yeah, but I can cut that out. No. <laughs> um, but in terms of uh, leaders of the old world, um, I think he does a very good job. He does. Yeah, I in to some degree, it it feels a little bit like we've sold him short. I don't think we have. I think this, these are fair scores. Um, it's just purely. This is why I, I felt when I marked the emperor, the god emperor. Mm. I thought I've I've marked him really harshly here, but I really like him. And I, I think he's a great character, and yes, I'm. I I don't think that's. It's just the the categories we pick to mark on are unfortunately the ones that sort of reveal his weaknesses and his. Uh, but it doesn't mean I don't like him. I think he's a great character, and I really Carl Franz is one of my favorite characters as well. So I don't see this half marks as as a bad thing. I think it's it's brutal honesty about <laughs> what he's achieved. I do think it very much exemplifies the fact that like, their levels of influence that they were working at. Yeah, uh, like the emperor has the god emperor has some extreme scores. Yes. Um, because he was working on such a massive scale that even a small thing that he does is going to have a massive effect. And the total potential of what the God Emperor could do is so infinitely massive. Yes. Compared to Carl Franz, is just a man. Yeah. Uh, ultimately. Um, he doesn't have the ability to create genetically modified super soldiers. Are the Reichsguard not genetically modified super soldiers? They are, they are not, no. Oh, right, okay. Maybe their beards might suggest otherwise. <laughs> Great swords. Yeah. Nice hats as well. Yeah, yeah. But here's a one. Uh, would the Imperium be better if Karl Franz was in charge of it? Oh, that's an interesting question. So are you suggesting that we just, what, swap the two? Yeah, the two swap. Completely. At, at what point? <laughs> when just is the just before um, uh, the Horus Heresy for Emperor to Emperor, and say just after the coronation for God Emperor into the Empire? Oh, okay. So you're essentially putting Carl Franz with a what we was established as a better man management set of skills. Yes. Um, so potentially not like preventing the Horus Heresy in its entirety. I don't think that Karl Franz would let the Horus Heresy happen. I think he would realize straight away that his subordinates weren't getting on. Yeah. Uh, and there were some serious problems. Well, he's immediately uh, that... got the advantage that the Primarchs are essentially his elect accounts. Yeah, that's just kind of the same kind of thing. Yeah. Um and the emperor, the god emperor in the fantasy world would just annihilate everything. <laughs> <laughs> On <laughs> his <does>. own. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't need, you could disband the uh, imperial uh, state troops because he doesn't yep. need them. Don't worry, I've got this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another battle of Blackfire passes. This is getting boring now. <laughs> the, no, you know what? No more pass. Collapse <laughs> yeah. the whole thing. Destroy it. 
Who's the Archeon? <laughs> Just snap his neck, right? Who's next? <laughs> Demon's out the po- I'll collapse the polar gates. I'll destroy them. There'll be no, don't need a vortex. I'll annihilate this. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's Problem just the Emperor, don't make me come up there. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> so, in he was uh, crowned, um, and then the day after, he destroyed the realm of chaos and shut the polar gates for all eternity. And the world was peaceful for, for eternity after that. Yeah, oh, well, there we go. There's the solution, <laughs> everyone wins. So, the biggest reveal of this series of videos has been, um. If you just swapped the emperor for the emperor, uh, it would be better for everyone involved. Yeah. And no one would even know because they're both called the emperor. That's right. It's a, a solution with no problems. <laughs> now we just need someone to do some clever photoshopping. <laughs> right in below. <laughs> or to our PO box that we've apparently got. No, actually, that, that has been a very interesting topic. I've quite enjoyed it because it's yeah. quite it's a lot more well in that I've done any research at all, which I didn't really for any of the other ones. Um, yes, I've enjoyed it. I think like a, a lot of uh, people in the hobby, they obviously know about Carl Franz and the Emperor, uh, the God Emperor, um, and everyone knows the highlights. Uh, but it was only when I started like reading like with this in mind, trying to pick out things that they did and. Uh, oh yes, I've only just realised some of the depth um, to the story, some of the the more niche events, things that you just read over in passing and go, oh, that's cool, and sort of then never really think about it again. But going back through and actively looking for what what represents their uh, military ability, what represents their ability to govern, what their errors are they put them all together and there's particularly for the god emperor putting the errors together and you start the list goes going up and up is like actually (laughs) there was quite a few yeah i i find that with the especially when you just start to step back from uh, yeah he's great at the military side of it but uh, he's totally neglected the rest of it and the country with um carl franz is yes he's a great statesman um, but he's not the best military, but he doesn't have to be. No. Um, he's in a different situation to the God Emperor. Yeah. It's interesting to contrast them. and There's not really that much of a parallel between them, but I don't think one inspired the other. Oh, no. No, there's... Uh, and the, the idea of a single leader and that leader being known as an emperor is, is so common an idea anyway. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not it's, linked. Yeah. So, but uh, no, I, I feel like you've uh, you've set yourself a high bar for your uh, <laughs> for your dilemmas to pose. Next week, who's better looking, Sanguinius <laughs> or um, Petirabo? <laughs> I, you know what? You've you've ma- you've matched it. You've matched <laughs> and, and surpassed. <laughs> you see, the only way is up. Uh, well, um, thank you for coming back for part two. Um, I'm not going to say which emperor is better uh, because I like them both. So anyone who's listened to all three hours of this, you've just wasted your time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you could uh, combine the scores to uh, work out what the actual comparative scores were. All right, okay, we'll do that then. So um, 
to save people having to troll back to the previous one to look for the the numbers. Right. So uh, I gave uh, Carl Franz twenty one and twenty. So Carl Franz to- in total gets um, at forty three out of eighty. Mm. Um, and the God Emperor of Mankind gets between us 32. Combined cool. score is uh, 32 over 80. Oh, that's 40%. And Carl Franz gets 53%, well, 53.7, so uh, 54%. Uh, respectable, up. yeah. So we have fundamentally proven that <laughs> Carl Franz is 14% better than the God Emperor of Mankind. <laughs> well, there you go. That's and science, numbers. ladies and gentlemen. Can't argue with numbers. No. <laughs> and on that bombshell... <laughs> Thank you very much for uh, coming back, Gavin, for that revelation. Thank you very much for having me and um, entertaining my weird theories. <laughs> yeah, that's it's any time. Uh, we'll have to get you back on for the Petuabo v Sanguinius uh, fashion already, parade. I've begun my research. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please do like, share, subscribe to our OnlyFans and perhaps this or whatever. Uh, thanks very much, everyone. See you next time. Thank you. Bye.